Check a mic. How you doing now? Can I hear you? Yeah, can you hear me now? Was it uh was it weird before? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't hear anything. Cool. I got you now. Right on. Hey, good day. Good afternoon. Welcome to the picnic. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, dude, I tried the potato salad. That thing is uh it's pretty good, dude. Appreciate it. It's fire, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, we started LARPing a few years ago and we just never stopped. It was like, well, I guess it was more than a year ago, mostly with uh, Friday Night ENS Happy Hour. I, I love the idea of a good live action role play because in a way I feel like it's like 90% of what goes on in the ENS spaces anyway. So you might as well take it to like the full extent and just be like, mm, pass me those <laughs> creamy mashed potatoes or whatever, you know? So we just got to run with it. And I think that was successful in one of our uh in our last space last friday actually i think it was so thank you for being willing to engage so vociferously part of the larp uh methodology (laughs) the larp method was to kind of defuse some of the tension you know because between um ud and gary palmer jr there's just been ongoing back and forth about like principles and you know was was unstoppable here to advance the cause of decentralization and so i think that that conversation has been beaten so brutally this week it'd be great if we could um you know just focus on having some fun having some fried chicken and talking about domaining and about domain technology and web3 you know just get back to the stuff that we enjoy that we love it's not every day has to be knocked down drag out especially not when we got such great dishes to enjoy so let's say hey to eggy real quick king of eggs you say you're bringing your hard-boiled or devil what are you doing <laughs> now raw brother raw let's go like rocky balboa <laughs> hey can you hear me all right yeah definitely yeah, awesome i'm actually uh my voice is feeling low today as well i'm a bit dusty i had my uh, best friend's wedding last night so um i don't know about the quality of my uh interactions today but i hang out and maybe come up with some good questions uh thanks for uh having me here today basically yeah, right on, bro. Well, yeah, it's good to have you. And, uh, you know, I appreciate a good old raw egg. As other, I, Actually, I used to enjoy a raw egg smoothie um, back in the day, seriously. And I don't advise it. I mean, it's not a great idea. But I guess if you get good quality eggs, they say, it's better than not. So, I don't know. If you're going to go that direction, maybe try and get those good, best quality eggs you can find. Um, baby James is growing quickly. I didn't see him for a couple days. Um and you know what? I woke up with this horrible hangover. Uh, it, was a, it was a hangover of uh, more than 12 months in the making. It's called the ENS hangover. And I realized I had just degenerated like tens of thousands of what could have been dollars to support my family into an unwise investment. Now, the question I had to ask myself is if I had placed my specific investments more wisely within ENS, would I feel less hungover about it? Um, I guess the answer is sort of yes, you know, definitely, right? We all kind of feel like, okay, we could have done better, I'm sure. But in the end, like, I don't know how much better I would have felt about it. Um, if, you know, if, if I just had all the best possible domains instead. So I just think that's an interesting realization to kind of step back and realize, okay, web three domains in general, web three domains, decentralized domains in general, as far as the mainstream is concerned, they're really just starting to become aware of them. So I guess what is your thinking, um, UD, uh, with regard to the future of that asset class, you know, the future of Web3 domains? Like, how are we going to get people even caring? Because I feel like at this moment, like, 
<laughs> I don't know, discouraged, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Um, so how to get people caring? That's like a, a broad question. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the specific catalyst is going to be that kind of like makes it mainstream. But I just think the idea that you can personalize each domain and just rep it everywhere is going to become addicting. It's going to be a thing where like people see their friend do it. They're going to ask how they did it. They're going to get into it, pick out a name that like represents them and just go from there. But I don't know what the the viral factor is going to be. That's just going to like blow it up. You know, that's still like TBD. I feel like there's this great inertial force with like social media and with like network effect that happens. Um, and we sort of saw like people didn't leave MySpace until there was something more attractive. People didn't really reject MySpace as much as they accepted Facebook. And then um, people didn't really... You know, I feel like similarly with um, naming systems, like with with any sort of because uh, people are even talking about, hey, w- do you think Elon might um, begin selling some kind of decentralized naming service via X? And this is really what I want to talk about, because I feel like that that's the catalyst. It's a negative catalyst, you know, so it's kind of interesting. Like We can try to push this we can try and pull it um i don't know if the push pull analogy is right but guess what i'm saying is that look i had my twitter account with over four thousand followers it's not huge but i I spent a lot of valuable time my dad was aging i was having a new baby and i was going through a lot and i really worked on hey let's grow this social account and then recently it was just rugged with no explanation and it was seriously devastating like really hurt me and I was so hurt by it. I said, you know, I wrote my doc, I wrote my senior thesis on, on decentralized social media in 2017. And here I am, you know, building this like ENS awareness, you know, ENS education, ENS adoption um, profile on Twitter. And boom, it's, it's just crushed unceremoniously. And I thought, this is the real you. This is it. This is the reason why people will hopefully adopt ENS and decentralized social media in general, because it just seems so, isn't it just old? Isn't it, doesn't it feel so just ridiculous that we're tolerating this kind of stuff? Like, oh, your, your account's been, and it's not like a fair playing field. So I'm, one thing I'm really excited about is uh, what Brantley is doing with the uh, Ethereum follow protocol. That seems like a real base layer of like social integration. And I just wonder what you think about like, what can we really do to prevent this kind of stuff? And is that maybe the catalyst, you know, like, are, is that kind of one and the same? Yeah, I, I think one of the, like, yeah, like you mentioned, I think a lot of stuff right now in the world in general is super outdated. It just takes that one new technology or that one catalyst to kind of bring it forward. For me, with these domains, just Web3 domains in general, there's just, I mean, it just solves a ton of issues. Um, for one, I don't like having a million different passwords for all my different accounts across all of social media and everything I do online. I like everything to kind of be in one place or at least like easily accessible. It'd be awesome if I could just connect my wallet to whatever I'm doing and just like click sign and I'm good. But instead I have like 15 different passwords across 15 different accounts. To me, that simplifies it. Um, then also maybe you could have like, like all these like crazy AI contents popping up. Maybe that gets so extreme that these social medias need to start verifying stuff a bit better. They move to blockchain and that eventually hits our industry. But yeah, I just, yeah, it's fun to speculate on, but I'm not sure like what the catalyst is going to be. Yeah, it's definitely, 
I don't know. It's definitely become so just just like boring to get, you know, deleted for no reason. And even if there is a reason, it just seems like, okay, I like the idea of Farcaster. You know, your username is your .eth or whatever. What if your username could be any type of decentralized domain? What it could, if it could be a .x or any dot or any UD domain? I mean, that would be great for, you know, your guys' purposes and, and for the purposes of the whole industry to kind of have more awareness and more options when it comes to, you know, the TLDs. I guess one part of this question is like, what, what if that naming system itself, um, you know, is that secure point, you know? And I think that's probably why Gary vigilantly, like the, you know, the, the, the concept of, you know, like a, a purely decentralized kind of naming registrar with no backdoor, with no caveats or anything, which I think there's definitely like a need and a place for that. I've just like increasingly started to see like log in, sign in with Google and stuff as like, hey, okay, like, like this is like pretty solid. And I feel like probably the real breakthrough catalyst is going to be something like Google implementing ENS or Google implementing some, you know, some decentralized namespace or something. But anyway, I don't see them doing that until they have a way to really thoroughly ensure that egregious illegal content can't be hosted immutably there. So that's always been the question since day one. It's been, okay, immutability comes at a cost. Um, and that this, the cost is that conundrum, I believe, has best been solved. If anyone else wants to come in and join the picnic conversation today, I see Presley in the room, Evibe, a lot of friends, Bama, and I know you guys have really good perspectives on some of this stuff too. But basically, like LBRY, library, uh, slash Odyssey, you may know it as Odyssey, what an extraordinary implementation of robust um, video content hosting in which you could just basically ensure that the content is hosted there. But then on the client side, you can kind of, um, you you can crowdsource the filtration of, of content so that, you know, the curation of the content is, and and that's not necessarily great because then you have viewers seeing firsthand this graphic stuff. And so it's actually a serious problem of the internet. There are people paid by like Facebook and all these uh, YouTube and all of these, even Ian Crossland from the Tim Pool from the Tim Cast show. I think he formerly served in that capacity where he was like in, in charge of seeing the most horrendous stuff. So I think that's actually an important. It's not really picnic appropriate conversation necessarily, but I really think it's an important thing to address when we think about what it means to have decentralization and full immutability of content. It kind of means we have to solve the problem of. There are going to be bad actors, you know, putting bad content and even specifically to sabotage the whole thing. So we got to find a way to really deal with that. And I don't think that ENS community has really um, considered that quite, you know, to its fullest extent. So I just wonder, how are you guys thinking about that kind of thing? Like we always talk about, oh, we want pure decentralization, but we don't talk about how that actually could actually inhibit the growth in a way. So maybe could you kind of respond to that or provide some context on it yeah totally um that's a that's a super tough question because of course like we don't ever want to like censor anything or take down anything but yeah with you know with those like things that aren't appropriate to mention there are like certain domain names that we wouldn't want people to register out of like obvious reasons just think of like the worst thing you can think of and that's probably it um but yeah beyond that that might be a question for matt to answer better 
just because I don't know specifics on it. But I do I do know that there's certain domains that just are on like a dangerous list that we just ideally wouldn't want people to register. So for now, they're kind of just like sitting there. Nobody's got them and we just don't have them open yet. Nice. Yeah. So as far as the domain names themselves, um, yeah, that's a that's a good way to kind of manage it on the front side. And then I guess any content that then subsequently becomes associated with those domains, which in theory could be totally separate from UD. That's the thing about like decentralization and kind of modular composable building is that, you know, you can take something like UD or ENS or a naming system and you can plug in, you know, a, a ad hoc content, um, you know, uh, tool that, that, that will kind of just leverage the, the naming system to point to the content. So I think like at some level as a, you know, when, when domains become so heavily associated with identity, that content almost like it's better to like externalize it from the registrar to be like, okay, like there's a reason why like, okay, GoDaddy does all of this content hosting and they make a ton on services. I know it's part of the UD model. So maybe that's a part of this conversation, which is that I don't see ENS uh, DAO viewing themselves as having any interest in packaging or reselling domain hosting, uh, you know, content hosting, web hosting services and stuff like that, right? There's a content hash and IPFS and hey, there's some small grant tools like 1W3 to kind of templatize and streamline your content building. That's extraordinary, by the way. I love those tools. So I guess then the question is, Oh, what do you guys have in mind, you know, when it comes for building out content on .x and all the .nft, you know, all the uh, the various extensions for the Unstoppable? When you say building out content, you just mean like like building out stuff on websites hosted on those domains or, or what exactly? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And do you mean like, um, like can you specify down a bit more? Like what, what do we expect users to build on them oh. or, or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just mean like um, the, uh, the, when it comes to the actual specific location of the hosting and the kind of services that you intend to provide, it seems like it's kind of a bottleneck in the whole process. It's like do, web, uh, web two domains, dot com domain. I mean, everyone's kind of got that figured out. Okay, got my, you know, hosting and I've got my registrar. Sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're not. Um, and then there's some tools to kind of figure out how to build a site or whatever. You can use WordPress. Um, but all of that is happening like in a pretty, you know, on some rails, on some, on some ground that's been laid. Whereas, you know, ENS, it's taken me like a year to figure out really how to do anything with putting content together. So I just wonder if you see UD as really having a, a big role in helping its users who secure domains kind of then go ahead and put up some web content on those domains. Yeah, definitely. So after a user buys domains, there's um there's easy ways for them to figure out the utilities of them, right? So we allow users to build on websites regarding their domains, um, change their addresses, use reverse resolution. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> reverse resolution so it stays like on the blockchain, and so they can kind of rep their domain. Um, they can chat to each other. That's a that's a huge one recently. People can chat from domain to domain, and that's like on our, our Polygon domains, which is super fun. And coming to the ENS one soon, I think. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we have a pretty good help center laid out to help users figure out the utilities of their domains after they buy it. 
and most popularly i would say are the websites people love building on those we have a few templates there you can also upload like a custom website to your domain and i know i know people love messing with that okay okay that's a lot more than i was aware of so this is really useful for me you know if anyone in in the crowd is listening and isn't aware you just have zero experience with the product so i'm really kind of um you know commenting as somebody with zero you know knowledge so that's so helpful to be aware that I mean, I knew I heard about the messaging a little bit, but I just didn't know anything about uh, UD building tools for putting out content and all that. So that's super cool. I think it's actually really important. Is there any gateway necessary or is it just kind of you go to, you know, your .x or whatever extension and the content will go ahead and resolve and load for you? Um, so, yeah, after after this phase is I can toss you that domain that we talked about in DM and I can explain it a bit further. But basically, once you have your domain, there's like a manage section. And from there, it breaks down into like 10 to 11 of the bigger utilities for your domain. And then you, you just usually go from there. But I see Aggie, you got your uh, your hand up. What's up, man? Well, I just wanted to um, build on that question, right? This idea of utility for these domains. I mean, we call them domains, right? But they're not, they're not quite the same as your standard Web2 domain, right? You buy a .com, you're buying it specifically to build a website, right? But I would argue that a lot of folks probably in the room here, have bought domains with no intention of launching a page on there. I think there's very few people that are actually buying them for those reasons. A lot of people buying them for digital identity, which I think is the first and foremost use case for them. In my view, that's just my opinion. But um, just as someone who holds a bunch of ENS and hasn't actually launched a page, I actually have no intention of launching a website. I have bought some of the domain names, like some of my ENS because I have a business associated with it or I want to launch a business, but I have no intention of actually launching the page from like on top of the ENS. I'll probably still use the .com or .xyz or, you know, one of these other um, Web2 domains. So I wonder what your thoughts are on this idea of use case for these domains. Obviously, you're selling .x, .nft, so maybe there is kind of more of a business application for Web3, you know, NFT collections and things like that. Do you think that um, the websites are actually going to be a big thing for these domains in the future? Is it just a case of the tooling isn't quite as good as Web2 tooling? Because I know launching a website on ENS has up until recently been quite difficult. It's quite a technical hurdle to overcome to actually be able to do it. Whereas you can just spin up a Wix website in about five minutes on a .com. So I wonder if like a lot of folks buying these domains thinking, oh, it's going to be like this decentralized internet of websites. Do we actually ever get there? Is that, I mean, you know, .com is king is what the people keep saying. Are they ever going to get toppled by Web3 domains or are these domains, I use the term loosely, do you think that they're actually the, the use case is something else that's like more like that digital identity, more like that maybe social graph, like what um, what Brantley's doing with Ethereum follow protocol? Is that maybe a stronger use case for these quote unquote domains? I'm interested to know what you think about it. Yeah, I don't want to um, I don't want to speak for everybody as a whole, but yeah, I think dig- digital identity is, is definitely the, the top use case among all the utilities just because it's so easy to wrap, so easy to sign in with and just display across the blockchain. So I think that will be the the primary use case. It's happening, guys. Yeah, just uh, real-world stuff happens, and I couldn't make it too early, but here I am now. Yo, what'd you bring to the potluck? You're the guy, you're the food guy. You're always rocking the what's blooming. 
Let's play right now what's Bloom eating right now. Hey, thumbs up if Bloom's eating some fried food, some unhealthy fried mess. You got it right, bro. Thumbs up. You got it right. I got, a, I got an empanada <laughs> on my lap right now. I knew it. Stick with the, the yeah. Latin roots. Well, I mean, you got to bring enough to share. What, how, what flavor, what kind of meat did you get? Now, now, I, okay, it's beef, but like, check this out. So, I actually got a catering company, and we're gonna. Everyone in this space is getting tacos. So, grab a plate, just two tacos per person. No one get greedy. Bro, you're a genius. We need to start a LARPing food service. It's like zero, zero overhead. You'll put in your orders. All right, all right. So, Bloom has joined the conversation. Um, I don't know, Bloom. If you have any particular, like, direction that you want to take the conversation today, I've missed a lot of this week. I don't know what people have already been talking about. So, what's been going on? Um, I just popped in, so I'm just, like, going to hear what everyone else is talking about. Maybe we can bring in some speakers and, and uh, get listen to their opinions, and then I could just kind of go off of that. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, guys, I'm... Definitely not at 100 right now. You know, keep it 100emoji.eth.limo. Check it out. It's one of my first and most uh, successful Wordmoji brands. It's going to be on uh, everyone's t-shirt in a couple of years. Just wait, just like the Yeezys. Um, keep it 100emoji.eth.limo. Um, I, but I, that's why I brought that up is that I'm not keeping it fully 100. I got to be real. Probably about 80 right now, if that. <clears throat> so, Adrian... Excuse me. <laughs> um, I've been thinking about um, like domaining, like which domains are valuable. And I feel like ENS DGENs are thinking about that all the time. It's all we think about. You know, not a lot of people talk about actually building websites or any that kind of stuff. And I sort of almost get a little bit of a different vibe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't have a lot of exposure to the UD fam and all the people investing in that kind of community. But I wonder... Um, no, if you're if you're a degen domainer yourself, or is that like a conflict of interest? Like, are you able to get excited about a a, a good noun or a cool flex identity and go and try and scoop it up, or do you invest speculatively in .dot coms or any other kind of domains, or is that something that's common amongst the uh, UD team? Um, so we don't. Uh, it's a tough one again. Uh, so before I joined UD, yeah, I was I was speculating a ton, buying domains left and right. But now, like you know, after joining UD, there's like a certain like conflict of interest. So there's only so much you can really do there. Um, but yeah, definitely before I joined UD, huge uh, huge domain junkie, DGen, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the main driving force. Uh, like, and there's something about this because. Um, people often say that entrepreneurs, so uh, by way of background, I studied tech entrepreneurship in my undergrad. And so I just have a lot of kind of exposure to all this like, you know, for academic study of uh, entrepreneurship, which was really cool. Unfortunately, not as much real world exposure or success in that area. But, you know, I guess a lot of exposure, not as much success. But I think that the um, some of the studies were interesting to observe that, you know, within... Um, like uh, entrepreneurial circles, most entrepreneurs will have like, you know, a bag of domains and they'll maybe one that they're one or two, they have companies on and then another several dozen that they're just, you know, dreaming of. It's just kind of pipe dreams. And a lot of them just get left to expire. That's why there's always treasure.coms coming on the expirations. 
And I feel like people who know how to hunt domains on one TLD or not a value and asset are going to have a, a lot of success. But sometimes these entrepreneurial type people like, you know, who are collecting domains and not building on them, you know, they kind of need, they, they bought them in some cases because they want to build on them, but in many cases, because they kind of see that they have value and they want to sell them, but there's not really like a marketplace always, or it feels like the marketplace is not accessible. It's one of the main things I really love about ENS is like ENS Vision, GoDID, some of these marketplaces are so tailored to exactly what we're looking for, and they could be, they could do better always, they could always improve, but I feel like the dot-com tools kind of suck by comparison. Like you have no history, you have no knowledge of fire sales and all this kind of stuff. I feel like transparency of the marketplace data is one of the most valuable things. And I would love to see more totally, absolutely fully transparent um, dot-com stuff. Because like basically we only see the tip of the iceberg of dot-com sales. Everything is all, you know, behind closed doors. And so I wonder what the model for UD looks like with regard to that, with like marketplaces. Uh, are people buying and selling UD domains? If so, where? And will that information of those sales prices be recorded all on chain or is it going to be kind of um, protected for its value? So I guess that depends on who owns the domain. I know, um, again, that's a tough one because I know a lot of deals were done like OTC in a sense, in the sense that like the buyer would hit up the the seller via email because that was an option to like list your domain for sale on the UD site. Then early on too, I don't know if you guys knew this, UD had like an Ethereum based collection that was on OpenSea, which had a whole different volume sector and a lot of like like genuine organic sales happened there. I'm pretty sure I think business dot crypto sold for a ton of money on there back when we only had dot crypto and dot sale. Um, and then eventually when we moved to dot or not dot polygon, when we moved to polygon. We got a whole different uh, collection on OpenSea with different volume and different stuff like that. And then I think you can't even find the Ethereum-based collection on OpenSea anymore, which is like a glitch. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so, excuse me, my, my voice is starting to go on me a little bit. but And we'll keep it kind of short today, guys. So make sure to jump up and join the speakers if you want to get a question in. Adrian's helping us understand UD a little better. Uh, Bloom's brought some empanadas. He ordered tacos for everyone. So make yourself comfortable. But I guess, you know, when you're talking about marketplaces, like to me, this is this is the essential component of a successful registrar. Like there's got to be volume. There's got to be access to liquidity to sell your domains. And that's a big problem with the whole space in general right now is even really good domains. Sometimes there's really solid premium domains that the dot com exact match would sell for millions and the ENS is registered way back in 2017, doesn't even have an offer, not one offer on record. And it's like, okay, maybe ENS Vision doesn't have all this prior offer data and stuff like that or something, but it's like, even now, presently, in the last several years, like nothing, no offers on these. And that can be the case, you know, and it could be discouraging. But generally speaking, our knowledge of that, you know, our ability to see that can really inform, you know, our decision-making, whether or not we want to um, you know, invest more heavily. So I just think that this is more of a comment than a statement that I think that the marketplace advancement in the marketplace area can really be really beneficial to the whole registrar. So I, then I want to shift to a question, which would be sort of when it comes to the different TLDs that UD is putting out. I don't know how many there are. I know there's more than a small handful. And I'm kind of wondering um, 
what the long-term vision is for that. Cause that sort of comes down to at a certain point, like a supply issue where people start, even investors in UD would start to wonder, okay, is my investment going to be diluted and so on. So maybe you could speak about the future plan and the present kind of the historical journey of how you guys arrived at uh, the various TLDs and if you plan to expand or can stay as you are. Yeah, totally. So regarding um, expansion, I think that's a question better left for Matt, but yeah, just talking on the history of it. So it started off with Dot Crypto and Dot Zill. Those were kind of like the first two uh, TLDs in play. And then I think in 2021, if I'm correct, we added Dot NFT, Dot DAO, Dot Bitcoin, and a few others into the game. And from there, we've added a few extra ones based on some partner TLDs like Binance US. That was a big one. Dot Polygon. That was pretty huge too. So we do big partner TLDs like that as well. Um, some smaller ones too from from older contracts. And yeah, that's kind of like the the history based on based on UD. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting to think about that supply, like and and the specifics of those different TLDs. You know, the dot X dot crypto dot NFT. Something's going to appeal to someone more than another, and yet in that same way, it will kind of take a longer time. It's kind of the way I think about with derivatives, right? Okay, let's see, you got you know whatever golf golf dot ETH. Well, you have OX golf, you have the golfer or whatever. You could have golf and then the golf emoji. There's just so many different derivatives of that single purest name. When you have multiple TLDs available, it's like, wow, that, that base purest form of the name and all those derivatives um, are become all available you know, on all those TLDs. So it's sort of a really interesting prospect just to consider the, the effect on the market. It, to me, what it, would, what, what it would forecast would be it would take a little bit longer to get domains distributed uh, before they would have begin to have secondary val- more secondary value because people would have the opportunity to kind of just go and uh, lock up the same name. Okay, baby. This picnic might have to end kind of earlier. Get up here, speakers. Jump in, Bloom. I'm out of breath. I'm out of health. And the baby's screaming. Actually, before I, I ask my question, doesn't doesn't everybody else love when Eggy says, I reckon? Like, I just think about that all the time. Reckon. I love, I love everything Eggy <laughs> says from down under. Anytime he says reckon, I'm just like, wow, this guy's great. Like, <laughs> it's always good to have him up here. Wait, are drop, bears, are drop bears real? Are drop bears real or fake? Just answer the question, honestly. Drop bears? Never heard of them. Oh, you liar. What's a drop bear? <laughs> What is what is a drop bear? Oh, come on, Eggy. Are you kidding me? It's like the most notorious. Uh, it's like the chupacabra of Australia. All right. It's a koala. It's a cousin of a oh. koala that drops out of the trees. It'll attack you. I know all about koalas. I know about drop bears, mate. <laughs> Bro, I mean, you're the first Australian. Okay. We now know Eggy is an AI or a fake Australian. Okay. Your identity has been busted up. I didn't Something, think this was gonna happen today. Something's not right here. He's been uh, he's been curving us with this uh, reckon talk, and it's just like we're all thinking he's from Australia. Bro, I didn't even know I said I reckon, but <laughs> I'll see. If I'll try my hardest to put some more in there for you. And Probably the bears, best I thing. Let's, I mean, I can talk about koalas to you, but uh, yeah, maybe some kangaroos. I don't know. Hey, thirty-four oh two. Is in the building and she hasn't come up to join us. Thirty four oh two, get up here and say hello. Why are you now that you ever since you changed to Presley, you never want to hang out anymore. It's not cool. Enjoy the picnic. It's all dudes at this picnic. We we need some female energy. You probably have some better meals, less fried foods. 
shout out to Superhero A. Um, and there's a big stack of people who I don't really know or recognize who are probably, I assume, uh, big UD homies. Uh, we also have FRA.UD in the building, which seems to stand for fraud. <laughs> It'd be hilarious to have you come up and share your opinions because that's what we are all about here. In my, in, in my view, like I'm kind of a free speech maxi sort of, I mean, there are limits, but I'm down for the conversation, man. Keep it, keep it, you know, friendly, but, and, but direct is fine. Mofo has entered the building. Mofo. What's going on, Mofo? Are you going to start selling subs? I saw you teasing. You're teasing us. Uh, sorry, sorry, what's up? Subs what? What'd you say? I thought I saw you teasing us, a uh, post from you, something teasing that you might be thinking about uh, opening up Mofo subs or something no, like that. No, no, never, never, never. Not yet. Not yet, my guy. But uh, no, I appreciate I appreciate the shout out. No, I think uh, all I did was just create, create that. I, it's my first attempt at ever making like a video for content and stuff. And uh, fortunately, it's been pretty well received. Um, so I appreciate everyone who's really kind of helped and supported me. Um, I mean, there's people in the space earlier today kind of complimenting and that does a lot for your, for your, like, at least, you know, to boost your confidence. Cause I was a little flimsy about it. I was like, oh man, I hope people like, don't make too much fun of me. Cause that can really shoot you down. Right. You could shoot your hopes down and then you're done. Like, bro, you don't, you don't even want to create. So that was, that was really positive, good reaffirmations. Uh, oh, the reason I came up here though, um, aside from speaking about, you know, whatever, uh, you got me distracted with the whole subs thing, bro. Ah, the reason I came up here was to talk about the word reckon reckon and eggy because i use that word as bloom and eggy were saying i've started using that word ever since my interactions with eggy in the past one year i don't say it out loud but like in text messages and other like you know electronic communication i use the word i reckon and then i'm just like ah it makes me feel very australian and eggy that's all because of you and i'm like laughing to myself every time i type it out and it's kind of, it's just funny. Um, and it's funny that Bloom kind of called him out for that. Cause I was like, yo, I do, I do the same thing. And it's because of this guy, Eggy Bug. Um, Bro, I couldn't have been the only one that's like, <laughs> like loving it. Like I literally love it when Eggy says reckon. Like I just had to bring that up. 100%. I'm pretty sure that is like Sling Blade, <laughs> Deep South, the regional dialect that made it full, full circle around the world. I reckon made it down to Australia and back again. We'd forgotten it was a, a native term here to the United States until until just now. You got me dead, Mofo. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even uh, you, st stop it. stop culturally appropriating. I reckon from the deep south, Aggie. The Australians are always stealing Don't our culture. Don't stop it, tolerate Aggie. It. We love hearing you say it. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I was just finishing my own tacos. Thank you, Bloom. They were delicious. Adrian, Gembox, what's what's up, Novaks? Are you sick? What's up with your voice? Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the tail end of it. I'm coming back. I see. Well, it's good to see you guys. And Mofo, you killed it on that video. So, are you going to be dropping that like once a week or? What's the deal? Man, I'm, I'm trying to, yo, Presley, appreciate the comments, man. Thank you so much. But uh, no, I, I'm trying to do that more frequently than just once a week. I would love to do it once every few days, I think, is quite reasonable. That's that's kind of lofty ambitions. But I mean, honestly, I just want to keep it to like, I, love it. Once, yeah, just, I mean, the thing is, look, I don't want to make it too long because even this first one, it was way too long. Five minutes, that's way too long. You have, everyone has an attention span of one to two minutes max. So you kind of talk about a domain. You talk about a few little tidbits of things that I've like researched about it and then keep it moving, folks. So yeah, no, Presley, thank you for the shout out again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Who's this guy? Yeah. Who's a Spider-Man in this video? I can't watch it yeah, yet. When, so when are we going to be able what? to see actual mofo? I thought bro, you not, were really going to dox. No, nah, bro. Me. I, 
I, I go to the club looking like that, man. I'd be looking like, like you know what I have on in the outfit, man. I'd be, I'd be rolling up to the club. We got groupies when I step out, people trying to take pictures. Like, it's a revolution. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just kidding. I've, I've seen your groupies. <laughs> Bro, up, you look like a luchador. For a while, how's it going? Sorry, I missed. Sorry, what'd you say? Sorry, oh, I, I was I was shouting out Bloom. He must be. Oh, Bloom, yeah, Bloom. Oh no, I was, uh, I was shouting down on my empanada. My bad. <laughs> I didn't know if you said Bloom or not. I'm good. How you doing? Thanks for coming up. Doing great. Doing great. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to you guys for a minute. Gembox, I am not too good. Thirty four oh two is here. I'm still here. <laughs> but yeah. still one of the one of the plebs. I am. I'm still holding not on to my emojis. Yet. I Even just, though you're a big single emoji them. holder now, don't you have like a dozen of them? No, no, I only ha I only have two single right. emojis. I feel but less I, inferior. I have a I was lot of emoji. I have like a lot of triple and quad. You know, I'm part of the quad group. Which triples are you hanging on to? That's that's impressive. So I have I have the coffee and the mics, which I think both <laughs> of those are real. So I'm those trying to hold on to them, but they are expensive. But I just Yo, I saw listen to me. Okay. Now you will hear the reason in the word mojis. Okay. Now I will everyone in this room, <laughs> you will now Here fall victim to my real plot. Hey, no, seriously though. Coffee emoji, the coffee emoji, followed by the word coffee. So it's called that the word emoji prefix. Call word emoji prefix. It was just recently came available and it got snatched up immediately. A guy put a few years on it, put an avatar on it, and I was looking at it the whole time, and I thought to myself, you know, that triple coffee emoji is the purest, best, you know, kind of thinking, okay, and it's nice, but, I mean, look at that registration cost. I mean, how would you, don't you think you'd rather be that guy with the word emoji coffee? No, He's not stressing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't prefer that, but I'm just, I'm not doing it the whole year. I'm just, you know, I'm using ENS Vision, and I'm just doing it a couple months at a time so it's not as painful but i'm hoping to actually sell it eventually so um yeah i don't want to hold on to that fee that's pretty hefty i mean i was pretty optimistic early on that we could vote those um reg fees down those renewal fees but uh -oh. i'm not very Adrian's, optimistic anymore adrian's I salivating everyone from ud is salivating right now you are throwing fresh meat out right here it's like oh those registration fees are so expensive whatever could we do about that Although, <laughs> unstoppable doesn't have you guys don't you guys don't have um emojis do you oh we do not have emojis at this time and we also do not have renewal fees Yo, do you have word emojis though, or or no, none of those either? So when you say uh, word emojis, you just mean like like coffee and then like the emoji coffee after? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Any mixture of words and emojis. Yeah. No, so we, I mean, we have like the first part. We have words, but we do not have emojis. <laughs> yeah, I always had this long conversation with renewal fees. Other guys, yeah, the. The renewal fee is actually, that is a good direction to take the convo because Presley and others, myself included, look, I had to let go of everything, okay? I got, I was too greedy, okay? I was too greedy. I gotta be honest. And, um, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Nobody did. Nobody does. We're still figuring it out. And some people got lucky and some, <laughs> some people made bad choices. But, um, in the end, like the three character registration feels like a like that six hundred and forty dollar annual fee. It does feel necessary 
to prohibit like the most valuable domains from just getting reserved forever, you know, and speculated I like don't know. I don't know. I think I think a good think? like four hundred dollars would be enough. I think that would be tops. I think so that's think perfect. Like I, was think, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, three yeah. to four hundred. That was perfect price point. Three to four hundred. We feel good about it. When you divide what? You divide, let's say three hundred and sixty bucks divided by twelve months equals thirty dollars a month. I could live with that, a dollar a day. But when you push it up to mm, but then again, if you think about six forty a year, that's about two dollars a day, you know, but that still messes with my head, as you said, Presio. Well I, I don't I don't want to um, challenge fundamentally undermine the you know the the business model of UD you know what I mean because I think that there's something there I heard it defended really well the other day like it makes a lot of sense to me I actually believe that UD is going to be really successful in in the marketplace and I believe that this marketplace is going to take a while as a whole to be successful right so th that's kind of my view in general from what I know right now which isn't much I mean some but basically I also think that that model really has implications for the secondary sales and secondary value of those domains. Um, because like, for example, a lot of the sales psychology and whether or not you make an offer on a domain does have to do with how long it's registered. So if I see somebody, like if I was trying to get a triple coffee emoji right now and I was like really serious about it and I said, okay, I'm doing, doing this thing. I need this, this domain. Or I had a client um, who wanted to acquire a trip, a specific triple you know, I would first look at when it was created to sort of establish um, its general perception of value. Then I would look at, you know, when it was last registered to see if it had fallen out of registration at all. Then I would look to see how much longer was left on it to understand how much the person who holds it values it and what sort of offer I might make on it. I'll look for prior sales. So I would study the details of that domain um, to come to a decision about what kind of offer, you know, what kind of price I might pay for it. So that's a really important thing about, you know, the time of a registration on, on our psychology of valuing a domain. So I wonder how you guys think that will affect the value of sales on, uh, on UD domains. What up, Bloom? I, know, I was just going to say, man, like you, you do a lot of deep research for buying. I should probably pick up, take some notes on what you're saying, because when I, I when I see a name I like, I just buy it. And like, that's literally my like uh, TLD on how I, t yeah, on how I buy names and stuff. So that's me right there. Well, yeah, but your TLDR on how you buy names is probably like yielding a lot more success than a lot of other strategies. So, I mean, maybe you just have that, you know, you got the eye, you know. I don't know. What up, Eggy? Yo, I got a question for Adrian, actually. Um, it's probably one that you've answered before because it's, you know, pretty straightforward. But I'm not uh, like, just like you, Genbox, I'm not as familiar with your model as, as I am with ENS. So one of the things with ENS that... I mean, I think I think it's definitely a plus is the fact that the names do fall out of registration, which means that if someone loses access to their wallet, for instance, those names don't become stranded. What's the go with stranded domains with Unstoppable? So like if I, you know, lose my private key or get hacked or something happens and I no longer can access that wallet, do you see in the future like a whole bunch of these um, like .x, .nfts, uh, .cryptos, etc.? Do you see those names actually becoming stranded over time? Like, is there a way around that? Like, what's what's the long term like issues with with the fact that there are no registration like renewals rather? And they have a vault feature too, right? Where you can vault them. Yeah, I was actually going to touch on that. So. 
yeah i mean look if if you're if you're a user and you buy domain you mint it to your personal wallet and you happen to lose the keys to that wallet yeah it's it's gone just like any nft just like any digitally owned asset that you'd buy on OpenSea or, or anything else in the space right but let's say you don't really trust your instincts you're new to the space you can go with our vault feature we custody it for you and that basically removes that that fear of the domain leaving circulation but yeah, that's kind of the the risk we assume in this space with uh, self custody and kind of owning your assets for once. It's that like you got to be in charge of it, right? Like if you lose your your seed phrase, like yeah, like you're you're out of luck. Like that's your assets are gone. But at the same time, like if you're worried about that, we got you. We have a vault. We have a vault feature. We'll hold your domain for you. You can also manage your domain in the vault feature, and that's kind of what we want to have ready for our newer customers. And that's even why we have. Um, the auto renewal feature for ENS is because we want to make a system that's just so good for the average user that it's just there once mass adoption hits so that anybody who comes to our site can feel safe and comfortable with what they buy. And Adrian, do you know, Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Presley. I was going to just follow up. Do you know of any grail domains that are stranded currently that are now, you know, out of circulation effectively? That I can buy from you on the space right now. Hello? What? <laughs> I do okay, I, I do not. There's no like um there's no official way for me to for me to know, I guess, what's stranded and what's not. It could just be locked away in someone's vault that they don't want to check for ten years for all I know. Yeah, um, uh, Presley, go for it. Pressles? I just wanted I just wanted to ask you, um I knew I know it's four dollars, but is that four dollars a month or four dollars a year for the vault feature? So it's actually, it's $4 a year for like a regular domain. If it's a super, super premium domain, it's $10 a year. But yeah, it's not a monthly fee. It's a, uh, it's a yearly fee. That's um, just to clarify, that's only if it's in our custody for the, uh, the vault service. Like if you want to claim it to your own wallet, it's, there's no, there's no like side fees. It's just one, one time buy, no renewals, no, no vault fee. But yeah, um, Bloom, I see your hand up. Yeah, I just uh, I'm curious just to hear it from your own words. Like, what do you think other than registrations is the biggest selling point that Unstoppable Domains has over uh, ENS? I think uh, a lot of us are curious about that. Um, I mean, ultimately, we really do all like want all these domains to succeed in the future. But I guess selling point in terms of being different really is like that no renewal factor. Like, I think I think if you're an average user, you kind of just want to buy something once and just have it and be good with it. But that's like, that's my personal opinion, right? I mean, I think, I really do think ENS has its place. Like .eth really does have its place in the game. It's one of the first. But I think for the average user, in my own personal opinion, buying it once and not having to worry about renewals, even setting like an auto renewal for a credit card would be like just um, more peace of mind. But yeah, um, Eggy, I see your, I see your hand up. What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. No, I just have a follow up, another follow up question about these uh, renewals, right? So with with ENS, it's very, very clear how the DAO or the protocol can continue to make, <clears throat> excuse me, continue to make money over time, right? With the renewal fees, it doesn't matter. Like if every single possible domain gets registered, they're going to continue to make revenue, right? But with you guys your business model is completely different, right? If you sell, I know it's like ridiculous to say every single domain, but like, let's say the huge number of the domains, like the best names all get minted out, right? And you, you guys make a big stack of cash from all those uh, mints. What happens in the future? Like say five, 10 years from now, 
where you know all your best dot x's all your best dot nfts they're all taken how do you guys continue to grow when those domains are no longer making you revenue so like how does your business model succeed into the long term i know there's like could be potentially hundreds of millions of domains right so this is like a long long term thing but when they're all minted out what <laughs> how do you guys like make it cross so there's, there's just so many different avenues you can take. I know it might not seem like it off the front, but just me working at UD, I've seen a few. Um, the public ones are like the the vault feature that really is like, it's very, very popular, more popular than you might think. And it makes decent revenue. Um, outside of that though, I would say, I mean, yeah, you can go the merch route. A lot of companies do merch. Um, straight up buying domains, like you mentioned. But outside of that, you can kind of make it weird too. Maybe like you can uh, protect domains for companies for a certain fee. There's, there's a lot of different avenues you can take things. Um, I think Matt would be a better person to ask on that one because he probably has like 10 or 15 ideas he could just like mention, but but yeah. So it's more like these like additional services that you build on top, like the, you know, um, like you said, your vault feature. You, you see yourselves making more money from those like add-ons rather than the actual domains themselves in the long term? I wouldn't say more money. I mean, I, I mean... I, with revenue, I don't want to speak on specifics. I don't know like what's going to make more or less like long, long term. But it's just it's just nice to have different paths that would that would do it. But also giving like a nice user experience where you just buy it once and you're good to go. All right, cool. Thanks for that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. All right, guys, we're getting ready to wind down the picnic. Um, everyone from the bottom of the space down here who I don't know, come on up. Come on up and say hello. It'd be great to meet you. There's also some friends. Uh, who I haven't chatted with for a little while. I see um, Alien Galaxy is in the building and uh, Chappie's down there. So come on up and say hello. Uh, if you like, Itonic is here. What up, Itonic? <laughs> Yo, Koa James. Um, my baby shouting out. We're about a couple blocks from the beach right now. The sun's going down over the Pacific Ocean. It's probably one of the more beautiful moments. Um, so I'm just chilling and Really enjoy the opportunity to chat today. Thank you so much, uh, Adrian and Bloom for co-hosting and holding it down and Aggie for jumping in. Um, and also Presley, I think you may have already bounced. It was great hearing from you also. And Superhero Way just joined us. Um, we've done this Friday night happy hour kind of thing with uh, NFTverse over the last few years, every Faithfully on Fridays. And it was such a great time kind of just LARPing together like we're in a virtual bar. I think some of us just got addicted to LARPing, couldn't stop. So, um, you know, last week we had a nice little LARP this week, you know, it was a half, half ass LARP. Let's be honest. We didn't really live up to our highest expectations. <laughs> what up superhero way? Did you come up to throw in some sliced watermelon or a beverage real quick before we closed up? Uh, the answer is E, all of the above. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, right on, bro. Uh, I have a question for the, uh, the, the man behind you, D. Okay. So. You just answered the last question before you guys close the space. Say I want to register weed.x, right? So I registered weed.x, but unfortunately, I pass away. And I pass away, right? But I... The timeline of uh, the protocol. Because the person that owned that. What if I just want to go we dot Bitcoin, we dot whatever fucking TOD you guys offer. I, I got every single one of them, but I just passed away. 
and since you guys don't have like a, you know, this is, it's going to be gone. Is it gone forever or what's going on? Because we don't have to pay. Um, you're, you're cutting. Like you're cutting in and out during that for me. But I think I got the gist here. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. My bad. I'm. Po- it's probably because I'm eating. Okay, so I'm a no, new yeah, superhero. Way. Superhero. Way. We got I'm you. Sorry, we got I'm you. sorry. We got you. You can hear no, me. We, we, all right, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. I'm a new we investor. Were, I'm a new investor in the UD. My name's superhero. My name's superhero. I love weed. I love weed. I got every single weed TLD you can think of. That's a I got Yo, superhero. Wait, you do love the weed. No, I mean, he, he's like a robot right now, or if I'm rugging. But I think, <laughs> I think, I think uh, no, it's not you. I sound like a robot. I definitely get his question. No, hold on. I sound like a robot, guys. No, no, like super, a robot. Not, not, not superhero. Well, I think we got your question, bro. Run it, run it, unstoppable, Adrian. Uh, intern, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming your question was like, if you own all of these domains under one TLD and you pass away, what happens to them? And kind of backing off what I mentioned earlier, that depends kind of like what you did with it, right? So if you put it into a vault with us, then, I mean, even then, it was kind of under your name. So we wouldn't resell it if you pass away because you own it, right? That's That would be messed up. Um, but yeah, if, if it's your domain, dude, like, it's it's yours. We're not going to mess with it or touch it. It's kind of So you're basically saying that those domains would never go back into the ecosystem? If you bought them, yeah. That's that's the way Wait, I see so it. So, so the domain, never go like, back into it the dies ecosystem, with him? Even though I died and passed away, even though they might be notable words. Useful words that maybe somebody besides me can. I don't think so because I mean you, you you paid for it. That'd be <laughs> that'd be bad for it to go back to. I don't All know. Right. That's that's. All that's right. I just want to check that. I'm about to go continue to eat my oxtails. Have a great night, guys. All right, cool. Yo, superhero ways having some oxtails. <laughs> you didn't even share with us, bro. Uh, I see why because you. You don't like the model. I get it. I think that's a that's a legit question, and it's an important question. It's a fundamental transformation in your thinking about domains and what makes them valuable. And I seriously don't – I don't own any UD. You know what I mean? Like be, partially because I don't quite haven't wrapped my head around whether or not it's a good investment for me on secondary, right? Because I don't see the marketplaces yet. I don't see the secondary sales. You know, So that's where I look as a, as a speculator. That's what I want to see. As a digital identity – Dude, you could do no better than buying a domain and owning it forever. You could do no better than that. As long as it didn't cost too much out the box. And that's one thing to ask you, D, that I'm not familiar with. Is there a flat registration fee for the different TLDs? Are they all one and the same? Like, I don't even know that basic information. That'd be good to know. Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's different pricing tiers based on the, the TLDs, if that's what you mean. So .crypto, .x are in the same pricing tier at the top. Then .nft. Dot DAO and a few of the others are like the middle, and then dot zill dot blockchain. I think, or maybe not dot blockchain, but definitely dot zill, just because like it's a bit older. That one's um more towards the the bottom. But yeah, uh, Bloom, I see your hand up. What's up? Um, yeah, I, I just kind of find it funny that uh, superhero came and brought his own plate, and then you know didn't share oxtails with us. Uh, but no, I just wanted to speak on uh, unstoppable. Um, I've actually been connecting with a lot of the members of Unstop- the Unstoppable community, and um, I wouldn't underestimate them. I think they're they're already starting to get you know uh, some some stuff going as far as like marketplaces. And I don't want to speak on too much of what they're doing; it's their business. But um, I do f- I do feel like people are building around the project now, so I think we'll be seeing a lot of good stuff coming from them soon, at least from the community, from what I know. 
Definitely. And yeah, I just let up uh, Vincent up here. He's a whale with us. What's good with Vincent? Feel free to unmute, uh, Vincent. We're, you're welcome to speak. Um, but uh, I see Stablecoins also joined us. So while you're waiting to grab your mic, Vince, Stablecoins in the building. I don't know how you feel about unstoppable Stablecoins. It'd be interesting to hear your opinion. You are a grail holder, uh, ENS, you know, speculator. What's up? What are your thoughts? Welcome to the picnic. So reluctant speakers. Feel free to unmute and say speak your piece. We're about to shut it down. It's 501. We're a minute over already. Going in. Five, four. Go ahead with the final thoughts around the room. I'm going to throw it to Aggie first and then to Mofo. Uh, and then we'll, we'll bring it around the room before we, we wrap up. But let's kind of give some concluding thoughts again. Let everyone know we're we're wrapping it, winding it down. What do you think, Aggie? What did you What you feel about today's picnic? Are you well nourished? Did you learn anything? Yeah, well, those tacos really filled me up, so uh, I really needed it today because I'm, <laughs> I'm dusty as after last night. But uh, I want to thank Adrian. I reckon. For, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to thank Adrian for uh, answering my questions today because some of those ones I've been thinking about for a while. I haven't had a chance to actually find out. So, yeah, appreciate you. And uh, just a shout out to my boy Mofo with the video as well. Dude, when digit video, that's what I want to know. So I see you posting about that 01.ai. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see something about that. But also, can you show my bags? Like, let's get some 69er.eths uh, going, you know what I'm saying? So that'll be great. Cheers. Thank you, Aggie. Appreciate that. Mofo, you want to respond to that, bro? Uh, hey, you got yeah. that? avatar set too i didn't even notice that's your video avatar yes 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 it's just the rebrand man no no more nft stuff bro we just going right into domains but uh no so for this one uh to answer eggy's question um i have to answer it i'm sorry man eggy's my been my friend for the last year but i will specifically not go in just for you know a specific client Unless there's obviously, <clears throat> you know, if you know what I'm saying, some, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, we'll, we'll eventually have a, a digits video, but for now I'm going to we'll focus on word, uh, word domain videos. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's just, dude, I think overall it's just good for the community to hear about good domains, even though good domains don't need shilling, but like they should still be talked about. You can still analyze them from different TLDs. You can talk about, you know, different prices that they've sold for in the past. So I feel like those are all uh, good, good, um, I get good aspects for, I guess, just domain informational videos, man. That's all we're trying to do right now. So, yeah. Right on, Mofo. Look, I appreciate you and everything you do. I can't wait to watch that video. I really don't like you saying good, good domains don't need shilling. I understand your intent there. Everything needs shilling, though. Don't forget that, okay? Even the best stuff must be shilled to get maximum price. What do you think? Your million-dollar home, your real estate? Oh, it's such great real estate. It doesn't need a realtor. False. It needs a good shill. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Um, yeah, who else jumped up? Chappy, do you want to go to you? What up, Chap? Yeah, what up, Jumbox? Uh, sorry I'm late. I just got off work. Uh, late to the picnic, but I did bring some uh, jello shots and brownies for everyone. So I hope everyone has a ride home if they have a little bit too many. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, I like building on the ENS. So I was hoping to talk to you guys about building, but I know you're wrapping up soon. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I just wanted to come up and basically say hello 
to everyone and hope everyone's going to have a great weekend. Had a great Friday. Well, since you brought jello shots, I mean, we could probably extend it a little longer. Um, Let's do this. <laughs> what, what did you want to talk about uh, with regard to building? Um, well, you know, I don't hold too many ENS. I basically have my chappie.eth for my portfolio and to have a cheaper way to, you know, get my content up online and be decentralized rather than a .com. So um, when I found 1W3, I started building on that platform and basically it just, you know, built my website on that. But um, I know there's a lot of other options out there and stuff and uh, I kind of want to hear from others what they're building on and stuff and kind of, I just want to learn, learn more about building on top of the dotties of things that I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll just say quickly that 1W3 is a real success story, I think, of the ENS small grants. I mean, it's a really good tool. And Hedayath clearly uh, has a ton of experience doing like almost exactly the same thing, you know, template, building template uh, tools, with, like over 5,000 templates for his you know, Web2 startup uh, in a similar kind of way, like a no-code template builder. So he's been driving at this, you know, making a solution that was a no-code template website builder and just being able to have it all right to IPFS or um weave you know it's it's really well done and it was all probably you know facilitated by the ens small grant so i've been really skeptical of ens governance everyone knows that probably here in the past i've spoken about that a lot um anyone who, who knows me as novax and before doing my kind of enterprise thing with the gym box account i was really critical of the dow of the ens dow and increasingly i'm starting to come around to appreciate some of the things that have come out of the small grants and go, okay, well, 1W3 is actually a really great tool. And I also like the fact that uh, Web3 Domains is getting funding from the DAO, even though I know that there's some um, some people who aren't, aren't as, as stoked about that and not biggest fans of Gary Palmer. But my thinking is, look, we need credible voices writing content, you know, on a, on a well-built site and a good domain that represents the industry, that gives ENS, you know, a voice. I like that. We need good, you know, uh, no-code builders. So these tools of the small grants, like recently, that the, where the funding has been going, it's kind of make, giving me some hope. Makes me feel like, all right, it's looking good. So yeah, I love 1W3, and I particularly love the custom HTML. Have you screwed around with that? Have you started using prompting GPT to give you custom HTML and pop it in there? Um, well, I'm a web designer, so I do have a background with HTML and CSS. So I've been pushing the limits of 1W3 using those HTML stuff and helping Hadith in the background, kind of, you know, finding things to tweak his code to make it easier for others for the dra drag and drop and for the custom HTML stuff. So yeah, I enjoy pushing the limits of it and seeing what can be built uh, that's not a drag and drop on top of 1W3. And that's kind of what I've done with the, the websites that I've been building, is seeing what I can do with my background. And I want to help other people do the same, too. Everyone slurp down one of these jello shots and get the fruit punch. Um, <laughs> Let's go. So was it you, Chappie, who was building the nav menu stuff? Was that part of that conversation in yeah, uh, the, one of the 1W3 spaces? Yeah, that was me. So yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's just using the uh, – he on 1W3, they use Bootstrap as the kind of like their back-end stuff. And there's – on Bootstrap website, they have kind of their – 
example code on there that you can build off of. And they do have a nav bar, you know, thing. So you could take that code and kind of customize it yourself and drop that into the HTML to make your nav bar. And so um, in your implementations, I didn't really look exactly, but do you like having your nav bar kind of like persistent as they generally are like at the top of the menu? And then also the responsiveness of the nav bar, were you able to implement the nav bar that would, you know, respond for mobile or desktop? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can do multiple things like have your content on the far left, the center, the right. Uh, I think you can have it either, even off of the top. Um, you can have a sticky nav bar, you know, a non-sticky one. So it scrolls with the page or doesn't. There's that possibility. Um, and it does come mobile friendly. So it does have like that hamburger in the corner when you are on a mobile to drop down and have that menu. And it works super well. Like I didn't have to really do anything to get it to change. The only thing I don't like is you do hit the that three bars that you call a hamburger and it drops down and then you select um, your your navigation, like where you want to go. You select the word and that drop down still remains. You have to hit the hamburger again to get it to go back up. So maybe I'll work on figuring that out. Okay, but that, the but, um, but the the link navigation will drop you to like an anchor link, like a like you'll you'll tag the ID that pound the ID of the href. If, if you code that in, yeah, that's correct. Or you can have it go to if you're building multiple pages, and that's another thing I've been kind of uh, elbowing Hadith about to to implement the ability to build with secondary pages, like as if it's a normal website, or you know even off have your secondary pages be like your subdomains is kind of my thinking of how you could build a, a multi-page website. And it would kind I, of be, kind I of love little, that. it'd be a little bit different, like than normal websites where you have like, like mine is chappy.eth, you know, it normally would be chappy.eth.limo then slash whatever page you're going to, but domains is going to be kind of backwards. It would be like, you know, web design, uh, slap would be no web design dot chappy dot eth dot limo so it kind of be kind of backwards but i think that'd be cool yeah i really appreciate what you're doing chappy i now that i have put more of your face to the name like you and i got to connect more on on this stuff and get in more of those 1w3 spaces together i want to yeah, go to bloom sure. and then i want to continue this a little bit there's a there's something more to talk about but what up what up mr bloom Hey, so um, Unstoppable, is this, uh, I just pinned your, one of your tweets on the top about um, creating a decentralized website. Is that in partnership with 1W3 or is that um, in-house? Let me take a look at it real quick. So I, I like what you're saying about, um, Chappie, about um, the subdomain, specific subdomain implementation, because that's what I was thinking too. You can check, guys, check out Octopus Emoji, or actually, it's, you know, it's never mind. Sorry. I haven't published the site yet still. I still need to do that. But uh, check out um, uh, 1w3.io forward slash Octopuppy, just O C T O P U P P Y. And that's like where the template, I better get off the main drag here. It's so loud. Gosh, I'm really going on a hike today. I didn't expect this. Um, but um, yeah, the Octo. The 1w3.io forward slash octopuppy site. That's where I first started messing around 
with uh, 1W3 and goofing around with my own nav and stuff like that, kind of playing with it. And I started thinking about that a lot, Chappie, recently about the subdomains because, for example, if I want to contribute to somebody's WordPress website, they have to like create a user uh, on WordPress and give me that login information and so on and so forth. Whereas if you wanted to give somebody like their own sort of subdomain, you know, of your site though, for the purpose of saying like, Hey, you're an authorized content creator within the site. Then you could have, uh, limo would be a place where you had full control to put up your content and write your blog posts and so on and so forth. And I don't have to do anything. I just give you the sub and it could be revocable. So I think for content creation, we're, in, you know, we're actually starting to see some of this utility that we dreamed about last year um, becoming relevant. And if uh, Hedayath can implement that subdomain site navigation type of tool that you're referring to, just simply being able to connect subdomains and to, to mint on them, that'd be huge. But yeah, going back to um, this pin tweet, I don't know if you had to get a chance to see what you're looking for, Adrian. It's interesting that I haven't seen any of this kind of stuff from UD yet, so this is the progress for all of us. Yes, yeah, so the suite is a bunch of templates in our website builder if you have UD Blue. So definitely check it out if that's something you're into. And if you, honestly, if you don't have a UD domain yet, uh, hit me up and I can help get you started. Right on. No, that's really cool. Um, all right. So having spoken a little bit about content creation, which we didn't necessarily plan, I think it's one of the most important things gets us thinking about differentiating between identity, like your name, your domain. Is a domain for content or is it for identity? And I think that's a first, you know, watershed, you know, when you're trying to decide what domains to buy or whether domain is valuable or what domains to keep. You know, it's like, what is it in the first place? Is it somebody's name or is it the name of a service or a product? And increasingly... You know, identity is the narrative of Web3. But once this content stuff starts catching up, you're going to see the value of the utility domains really start to, you know, to appear. Because nobody's rocking around, I, I am loan.eth. It's not the greatest, like, individual identity. But loan.eth would be a fantastic, uh, you know, property to build on. And that's kind of the thing that we're seeing is that, okay, these .eth domains, these, uh, perhaps these UD domains too, and all domains... You know, that, that um, question between utility and identity has never been more pronounced than with Web3 domains. It's actually really specific to Web3 domains. And shout out the goat who joined us, too. <laughs> Good to have you in the house, goaty goat. And I'm a little winded, so I'm going to pass the mic. But I'm like a few blocks from home now. So I'm about getting ready for the last 15 minutes to shut her down. You know, we got Chappie bringing the second wind. Appreciate that. Oh, Verse is here. Maybe we can get an ENS Friday Night Happy Hour uh, rehearsal, uh, dress rehearsal. I don't know, Verse, if you feel up to coming up and just chilling with us for a minute. I see you've gone back to the OG cat. Shout out the OG cat. Uh, raise your hand if you're an OG official ENS nerd uh, cat holder. What's up with the cats? Let me see the cats. With the cats in the building. I'm a cat. Meow. Probably the coolest cats on ENS for real. Get this out here. Sorry Damn, Novex, you, you make some pretty good animal noises, my man. Yo, it's a gift. Thank you. I got children. I got three children. I've, this is like one of the things I've been working on these last this last decade. The PhD in animal noises. 
In fact, hey, in the previous you... space, I was pulling that thing to hand crank that says, a duck says, quack, quack. <laughs> What's up? Hey, um, Adrian, I'm curious, uh, do you own any um, dot ETH names, like, personally? Like, do you have, like, a bag, or have you, like, bought any? Yeah, so, um, when I got into domains in 2020, I I bought one ENS, and then I got a fat airdrop from that, but it was just uh, cuboulder.eth, so it was, like, the, the college that I went to. Well, that's not a bad, and GOAT would be interesting. Do you still hold that domain? Goat's a big uh, college collector. But uh, so college funny, funny enough, I only registered it for, uh, I think, like a year or two years, and it, it expired. So somebody out there got uh, got access to it again. I think Vincent just came back up. Maybe he was having trouble connecting. What's up, Vincent? Are you able to chime in? I understand Vincent is a unstoppable whale. That has a cool ring to it, Unstoppable Whale. I can't get you up, Vince. Yes, what's going on? Am I am I just rugging? No, you're good. You're good. You're I think good. Um, Vincent, can you hear us? Or I think he went down, back down to the listener. All right. Well, let's do real final thoughts now. All right. Final thoughts. Grateful to be alive. Uh, literally felt like I was straight up dying. You stay healthy. Okay, drink your green juice. GM doesn't mean good morning. It means green machine. Get your greens, even if you got to drink them. Thank you for the jello shots. Vince. Hello. Can you hear me? We got Hello. you now. Hey, what's, what's up? up? Thanks for having me. Uh, I just wanted to uh, put my two cents in on renewals. Because I think... Uh, I think I have a pretty good perspective on renewals that a lot of people don't talk about. Uh, the one kid, I'm not sure who it was, who was saying, well, what if I die? What, what happens if I die and all these, uh, if I got a grail or something? Well, that should be on you because uh, what if you die about, and, and your Bitcoin? You should be taking responsibility for these. Anything in Web3 is about true ownership and you should be taking responsibility for all of your assets. You should have a fire safe in your home with uh, some of your passwords on them. You should have, if you have anything worth value, if you got 50 grand worth of grails, then you should have uh, a bank deposit box where you have these secured so that your family and your children or your brothers and sisters, whoever it is, these should be passed down to. And that's on you. That shouldn't be it shouldn't be any company or any protocol's responsibility in Web3. And that's just my opinion. Um, it could go either way, I guess. But it really should go towards your own responsibility in Web3. And you have to take those extra steps uh, because no company is going to do that for you with your Bitcoin. No company's going you, you, you don't have a renewal on your uh, apes. You know what I mean? There's no renewal for most of this stuff. So there shouldn't necessarily be a renewal on ENS. Now they say, well, uh, it helps, it helps stopping, it helps to stop all the, uh, the hoarding and it gets these squatters. What's that? It helps create a sustainable ecosystem. Stops the squatters. Yeah. Stops the squatting. But who defines squatting? Because, uh, if I got $5 million and I got all these names, that little renewal fee isn't shit to me. 
It only stops the poor people from squatting. I, what you call squatting, I call investing. Uh, and, and it really doesn't stop anyone. For, if, if, you've got a, if you've got a grail that you think is worth 30, 40, 50 grand, you're going to pay that 640 forever. And at the worst case scenario, you're going to sell it to someone else who knows it's worth 30, 40 grand, and they're going to squat on it. So it's, in that sense, it still doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, what's the other argument? Uh, uh, the roads. I think uh, uh, market super... marketplaces. We talked about marketplace like, uh, uh, availability. Gary, Gary Palmer, secondary sales. Gary Palmer always says, "Well, if I have rose.eth and I lose it, then rose.one isn't going to smell as sweet." Well, here's what's really going to happen in real life: if you lose rose.eth, <laughs> did, did Gary Palmer Jr. seriously use that exact example? That's he does, awesome. He uses it That's all iconic. the time, uh, and. And, and, and on its face value, it makes sense. It really does. Because if you lose rose.eth, the rose.one is not going to be as sweet. But what's really going to happen in real life is, A, you didn't take responsibility for it. You didn't have your seed phrase backed up in a bank deposit box somewhere. Um, but uh, B is you lost it, and that's going to go to auction. And chances are, if rose.eth is worth anything at all, now it's you against the rest of the world trying to get that domain back. So you ain't getting it back anyway. It's gone. So as far as the, the individual user paying those renewal fees, that they're not really getting any advantage to that. It's an advantage to the, the DAO who's collecting all those fees every month. What they make last month, a million dollars? Where, where, what's the benefit for the individual user on those fees? I just don't see it. I mean, uh, it's not like they're the first protocol to do it. I mean, in, in my opinion, I mean, it, does dot com charge? Yeah, and and, and does that's dot org. Does dot does dot io exactly right? Systems naming systems that already been here before Web three naming systems have already charged renewal fees. Renewal fees because that's that's in my opinion, or from uh, I, I guess from a perspective, that's uh, and what we use today, right? That's that's just how a, a sustainable ecosystem works. So if if you have, for example, right, certain domains and you unexpectedly die, right? We're talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I love the example you used because you make sense. So if you have Bitcoin, obviously, if, if you want it to be passed down generational, you would you would make sure that your kids or whoever you trust, right, would knows those keys or that seed phrase so they can access that, right? But what we're talking about UD domains, and you uh, don't set that up or you unexpectedly die, right? So you're telling me about names that you may own that will never go back into the ecosystem. They will never go back. So like with ENS domains, if I unexpectedly die or even like, you know what I mean? Okay, if I if I give my son or whatever the domain names, he'll be able to put it back on the market, put it back into the ecosystem. But if I unexpectedly die, right? So there's only expiration. So it's the, those domains are only going to be in my wallet for as long as I register them for. After those domains expire, they go back into the ecosystem for anyone to buy off premium or grace. But that's not the same case with UD. If you buy those names, right, and you guys don't basically take them away or whatever, or you guys don't whatever you guys do with certain domains, um, like I heard about doctor and all that. You didn't take the name away, but you guys just made it so nobody else can buy doctor dot whatever, doctor dot this, doctor dot that, right? So because like, I guess it was uh, <clears throat> I don't know, but you know, you you guys uh, you you get them. You make a good point. 
Yeah, but but okay. If you buy that domain and you unexpectedly die, then you won't Never gonna go back into the ecosystem ever. It's never ever gonna go back into the ecosystem. I know, but what? But what? What? What does it matter? Because if you lose Doctor Dot Eth and you die, and it's what do you mean? What does it matter? Are we not investing in domain names, words that maybe potential businesses, maybe potential future websites, maybe potential to someone that's not just yourself? So it doesn't matter to you because you're not using the domain that may be the future of your business in the future. That you that may be that that hey I thought about this business. And this may be the URL that I want to build on for the future of my, the next 30 years of my life. And I'm living in an age where, guess what? Hey, I try to build on UD, but someone 20 years before me died and they bought the domain and I can never use that domain. So guess what? Let me just create a different name. Come on, bro. With, well, with hang on, hang on. Let me, like they let die, me respond. Into the well, I want, I want to get in here because I, I like, I like that we're having the fundamental conversation about uh, renewals. This is great, and thank you, Vincent, for coming up and speaking, um, you know, confidently in your position about renewals. I respect it. I think it's a, the best defense of unstoppable no renewals policy I've heard. Really, it is, and so that's cool. One thing I will suggest, though. Um, and I just want to throw this into the conversation and see what you guys feel about this, is, is that with historical NFTs and highly valuable NFTs, whether they be CryptoPunks or, or, or Bored Apes or whatever, um, there are some percentage of these that are lost forever like in, in this way. And maybe this conversation is actually has reflexive value um, for wrapper contracts for for NFT collections that could apply <laughs> renewal fees type of structure to NFT projects so in order to prevent permanent loss. And I know this sounds crazy, but basically what I'm suggesting is what if renewal fees are actually such a good idea, such an important idea for defending the highest value assets that some NFT projects like CryptoPunks or Bored Ape in the future maybe say, look guys, we decided to create this wrapper that super duper protects you. You still have full custody, but as long as you deposit, you know, and wrap your NFT in this wrapper, it, you just got to pay your registration fee for X number of years, so on and so forth. And that kind of gives value to the collection and it, by ensuring that anyone who does lose their keys, um, that that asset would return to like a, a, a registry, not with probably, probably not with a Dutch auction type of format, but probably in a very like back to the yeah. contract owner, the contract player. What do you guys think about that, that idea? Let me respond to that. Uh, it's it's absolutely perfect, and that's what should be happening. Uh, what I mean, once you build that smart contract and attach it to the NFT, you should. Be, why can't you just have a, a renewal fee of ten cents, and and that smart contract sends it back to the to the family or to the person if they die, or to the to the to the wallet or. Or, or sends it back to unstoppable domains where they can have access to that account again. But paying $640 a year or, or, or an astronomical amount, that's not helping the individual person. Bro, your idea right now was actually a million-dollar idea for sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. To, to be able to declaratively within your custody, like within, for example, UD's vault setup, you might be able to establish a chain of custody that is not – you know, but you also have to emphasize that the, the idea is not not having a renewal fee. 
You know, there were no renewal. No, uh, like, yeah, come on, bro. Like there would no, be no okay. coupons. Yeah, you know I mean, like imagine we didn't have. Well, the but there's a vault no fee. Don't, be don't no get me wrong. Though. I'm not against renewal fees. <laughs> the I'm, first seventy nine thousand words ever created would never go back into the ecosystem. It'd just be like, yeah, the first seventy nine thousand words. We can't call them anything because they're never going back into the ecosystem. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I think uh, Blue Knight has his hand up. What's up, man? Oh, no, I'm just curious. I was going to go in to follow uh, Vincent, and then I see that you have me blocked. I'm just curious what I did or what happened. Oh, uh, who, who knows, man? Who well, knows? this is a picnic. We, we're going to have jello shots and squash it. Uh, everyone, everyone's friends here. Come on, guys. Unblock. Let's go. Yeah, who, who do I have blocked? <laughs> like Bloom Capital, at Bloom Capital. The Big B logo up here. I see you. I'll unblock you, dude. Who knows? See, probably it means a lot. It means a lot, man. About it. One less person having me blocked. I feel good. Hey, we're, we're mending some bridges here. This is productive. <laughs> it's a healing space, and the sun's down. Me and baby are heading on back home. We're just inches from the door, so thank you guys for such a lovely time. I saw stablecoins came up, and he had come up previously. I don't think it was able to speak, so before I shut it down, I really want to make sure... Stable coins gets a mic and then also soy dude soy get up here. I saw you requesting bro. Come on I'm really actually three blocks away. I just want to hear from these legendary homies Haven't even spoken with you guys get back here soy. I see you running off. What up stable coins? Hey, man um, Respect thanks for the whole thanks for the space um, It's getting interesting. That's all I'm gonna say Yeah, I, I think this idea about more deliberately establishing chain of custody for high value assets is really interesting. I mean, just from a theoretical perspective, like, okay, if you believe that ENS domains are like the future of, you know, of, of TLDs and that every, every dot com is going to get wrapped in them and they're so valuable, then they really can't get lost. They really can't. So renewals and Dutch auction and the registrar makes sense and gives everything more value with UD. Um, this question actually about custody and responsibility and Web3, you know, ethos of being like, yo, take care of your own crap. Like, that's probably the best, like, at least from optics. I think it's part of the best opt optical position that uh, UD can, you know, can uh, defend the, the no renewals. It's like, yo, take, take care of your crap. Take care of your Bitcoin. Take care of your domains. That sounds totally in line with the not your keys, not your, not your crypto, not your, you know, not your coins kind of mentality. And I, I think it's a good defense. Anyone else want to get some last words? Yeah, it should be the ethos of Web3 for a lot of things. And I'm not against renewal fees. I'm against exorbitant renewal fees. Uh, it seems like that ENS DAO is making tens of millions of dollars a year. And I don't see the advantage to the actual individual. I don't see the advantage to you guys. Uh, they're supposedly building, but I don't see the marketing. I don't see the, I don't see the advantage to the individual. I really don't. I see a lot of sh people struggling to pay those fees is what I see. And I think they can just do a much better job of it. It doesn't have to be so exorbitant. And if they can get that, if, if you're paying that renewal fee because you think you're going to lose it, it should go back to you somehow. It's never coming to you again. If you lose that domain, it's going into that auction. And if it's worth anything, you're just not going to have enough money to get it back because somebody else is always going to have more money. Yo, every family should have a family multi-sig. Family multi-sig. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. It's, got, it's about taking personal responsibility.
bro. My family, my family don't even, you don't even know. I like, they don't respect me actually anymore because I do so much crypto and ENS. So that's even beside the point. So maybe some of y'all can be multi-sig. But anyways, you know, thank you for a great space, Gembox. And yeah, if you got to go, bro. Actually, no, you're still trying to get other people up here. You said your boy Soy. But yeah, no, thank you again, Gembox. Yeah, I was. And then Soy came running. Bull Run's kind of jumping in here. We got a few different people I have not met before. So it's really great. I'm literally one-handing it this whole time. 90 minutes. One hand, white knuckling a stroller. Um, and dude, I'm I'm really pleased for like all the different ground that we covered, both literally and, and metaphorically. So thank you guys. Honestly, I do um, have to say I dude, honestly, uh, respect to uh Vincent, Vincent Vega crypto, um, for definitely sharing his opinion. I, I kinda like I mean, like it's just nice to hear um kind of the other view said in a good way too, you know. So yeah, thanks for that, Vince. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Good stuff, my friends. Well, thank you for this lovely time. Uh, I'm going to give Adrian the last word. And, um, you know, feel free, actually, before we go to Adrian, I don't know if I, if I really properly uh, threw the mic over to Aggie and Bloom. If you guys want to uh, speak your piece and then throw it over to Adrian, we'll shut it on down and have ourselves our picnic next week. Or maybe even on Monday. We were talking about trying to do a couple spaces, but uh, we'll see, uh, you know, if – Monday is going to work. I got some things going on. Guys, I'm getting into pay-per-click and SEO marketing for Web2. I, I came into Web2 mark, uh, SEO by way of Web3 domaining. It's the most backward thing in the world, but maybe I'll learn something and be able to bring it back back here. So anyway, last thoughts, Eggy and, uh, and then Bloom, and then Adrian? Uh, thanks, Novax, Gembox, Unstoppable Domains, Bloom, everyone, MoFo. I already did this. I already did a thank you before, but uh, it's been a vibe. So, yeah, legends. Uh, let's do this again sometime. These are awesome. Beware of the drop bear. <laughs> Koalas, bro. <laughs> What's up, Bloom? Yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody here. My, my final comment, though, is I wouldn't do a family multi-sig or whatever because if anything happens to me, all my, great, all my uh, domains are coming with me to the grape, all right? And there's special instructions so that they are extended for life. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to follow that philosophy, but that's that's where my mentality is at. <laughs> and thank you. Outstanding. Latina, yeah, daddy. Now, honestly, I would, trust, <laughs> I would trust some people like that I've made friends with in the last two or three years in the crypto space and Discord or Twitter, what have you. There's like a few people. I was thinking about giving each of them like three words each, right? Let's say there's four of you, four of you on the stage who happen to be my best friends and I've really trusted you. No, like, you know, I'm never going to meet anyone in real life, but I still trust you and you're a good person. You're a family man. You have a wife and kids and you have like a nice little house that you pay a mortgage for. For four of you, I'm going to give you three words each. And now those three words each like you all need to come together to fucking open up my 12 word seed phrase i've thought about that but i mean hopefully i don't die hopefully i don't hopefully i don't die anytime soon yeah so listen i would get everybody to give me that just so i could steal i'll fuck with it though i'll fuck with it bro uh that's one more point uh about that renewal if uh, say you own uh, rose.eth and that's your business selling roses and you decide uh i'm gonna put a 50 year renewal on this thing well, if you lose your seed phrase after the first year, it's gone forever. It's going to be locked up for 49 more years. It doesn't even go to auction. So you not only did it's it's out of the ecosystem, just like you said, because of the renewal fee. It's all right, because at least 
and 48 more years, we created a <laughs> protocol that in 48 more years, it's going to go back into the ecosystem. Unlike that, EV, it will that, never go back into the ecosystem. Well, never. If, if that's N-E-V-E-R with that capitalization. Never. 40, At least 48 years. <laughs> like, this is how the protocol is created. Who brought shots again? Who kept I'll make it easy. I'll make it easy. It's make never. It easy for, it's never. I'll make it easy. No, no. So, Vincent, your example real quick. Up in the nest. That in, up in the nest, I had posted a while ago. It's so funny that we ended up here. But uh, Bitcoin.eth is registered for 107 years, right? And if most of us are in our 20s or 30s or 40s, and we might not make it 107 more years, right? So you make a good point. If Bitcoin.eth, if that, if that person croaks, like tomorrow or the next day, Bitcoin.eth will just be hanging out until 2050 or something, you know? Like, or whatever, 20, whatever it is. Yeah, it, it's as good as never, honestly. It's guys, it, it, this it, is just only bullish for derivatives. This is why my bag will have value because <laughs> I'll have these lost seven names. <laughs> oh, OX, triple, quadruple, apostrophe, underscore. Yeah, that's all that's left. Novak's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. We'll see you next time. God bless. Have a good night. Thanks Peace for being out. here. See ya. Flows, man.